We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Your guys, Cody and Derek, back for another one, guys. And, you know, in this episode, we want to kind of look at some players from the last couple drafts, Derek, for the Indianapolis Colts from the 2022 draft and the 2023 draft and talk about some players who we believe in 2024, entering years two and three respectively, will or are on the brink or have a good chance to be to be breakout type of players for the Colts in 2024 and moving forward. And so what we did, Derek, on this list to kind of keep it even, we identified three players in the 2022 draft and three players in the 2023 draft. And again, obviously the 2023 draft, there's a lot more unknown, especially also just with the sheer number of draft picks that the Colts picked. So we'll say there are a few guys on this list that you know I wanted to put on the list, but just for the sake of we can't talk about every single one of these players, we did not have them on this list. And also there's another player in the 2022 draft that we believe has already broken out. So we don't have him on the list here for the Colts. But Derek, before we kind of get into our list of the three and three from 2022 and 2023, I know we have a few guys that are honorable mentions that we could put on the list, but just missed the cut for different reasons. Who are some of those guys for you that you think, oh, we maybe could have made an argument for them on the list, but due to whatever circumstances, they didn't quite make the cut. Um, well, I mean, for Rodney Thomas's sake for 2022, I would like to say that I feel confident in his ability to have a breakout year, but I could see the situation where the Indianapolis Colts might be looking a different direction in the safety market when it comes to that. So 2023 was just abysmal for Rodney Thomas. And, you know, when we want to talk about this up next upcoming year, um, I could definitely see a situation where Will Mallory might have a chance of having a breakout year as well. But we're going to have another player in here that I think could put a little bit of a stump to that argument. Um, as um, far as like position on the depth chart, I think that there's a possibility that Will Mallory could be tight end two come the start of the season. But that will be left to be decided. But those are some honorable mentions that I would have. Yeah, and again, the thing that was a bummer about the 2023 draft was 
you took a ton of players, especially in like those mid to late rounds. And a lot of those guys, unfortunately, their seasons ended before they began. You know, different guys like Daniel Scott, who I know the Colts are extremely high on when they took him. You know, different players like that that didn't, you know, really do anything because of, you know, some of those injuries. Evan Hall, another name. He played the entire preseason and then gets injured in week number one, is out for the year, you know. So those guys could potentially factor in and be a role um, for the 2024 team. But just because of some of the unknown there, we didn't include them on the list, but definitely honorable mentions, no doubt about it, in addition to Derek, the other players you talked about. All right, let's start with the 2022 draft because we know a little bit more, Derek, about this draft and about these players than we do, obviously, this year previous's draft. But who are the three players? We'll start with your first player here. Who would that be that you think is on the verge of potential breakout? And why do you have this player on the list? Well, I have Alec Pierce on this list for a couple of different reasons, mainly due to the fact that, you know, everyone brings it up. The 2023 numbers for Alec Pierce were not great. Um, Pretty much Um, almost. It's not even it's not close to halving, but at least a quarter of a production drop from his rookie year to uh, this year, which is kind of crazy to think about Cody because last year or 2022, we had one of the worst offenses in the entire NFL when it came to overall production. And then when you look at in 2023, it was one of the most efficient offenses in the NFL, at least more, it was basically about average, slightly above average in terms of scoring and everything else. So you would have thought that those numbers would have increased, but it didn't. Uh, It actually took a little bit of a drop. And, you know, I was explaining this in the stream the other day to people that, I mean, you can't look at the numbers for Alec Pierce and say he's a bum because you're not looking at overall the production in which he wasn't being given. I can pull up, Cody, as we said before, at least one, two, three, or four different plays in every single game that Alec Pierce was wide open down the field for a bomb, and yet Gardner Minshew was incapable of either making the throw or willing to look at the throw, and that is not Alec Pierce's fault. If Alec Pierce is open two, three, four times a game, for huge gains, sometimes even touchdowns, and the quarterback misses it, that's on the quarterback, not on Alec Pierce. So that was the problem I felt was that the Indianapolis Colts did not take advantage of Alec Pierce and what he's capable of doing down the field. I mean, I thought you saw it a few times with uh, Anthony Richardson early in the year. You saw that one huge throw that he made to Alec Pierce in that Rams game, which was very pivotal in that moment to keep the drive going. Uh, Pierce has that latent ability, man. He is just a matchup nightmare for any corner down the field, and he has all the abilities to be a downfield uh, threat. And I feel Anthony Richardson being added to the roster again, and if he's not hurt, then you finally have a quarterback that's capable of bringing those numbers up to what we think he could get in 2024. 
Yeah, when you look at just, I was looking at some of the numbers from 2022 to 2023. Um, number one, Derek, you look at the targets. Alec Pierce's targets were down, you know, by 13 targets from where they were, you know, his rookie season. So he wasn't getting the ball as much. He wasn't getting as many targets. And also you mentioned just, you know, also having, people seem to forget, you know, Josh Downs had 700 yards. So he had a good share of, you know, the receptions. Michael Pittman had well over a thousand. And so like you look at that and you say, okay, Alec Pierce from where he was in 2022 on less targets um, and less receptions, you know, he still, you know, was under a hundred yards difference. You know, it was only like an 80 yard difference between his rookie season to his second season. And so you just think, yeah, if, if you, there was a couple more times where Gardner Minshew found him down the field, would he have six, 700 yards? You know, could he easily have that? I think he could. If he was, you know, consistently getting the deep ball, because that was something the Colts really struggled to do, not because guys weren't open, but like you mentioned, you know, Gardner Mitchell dismissed him. There was multiple times. I feel like there was at least one or two times per game where you're like, Alex Pierce is running wide open. This dude feel, it feels like some games he was just running sprints, you know, but he was open. If you could get him the football, he would make plays. I mean, Derek, you talked about that Rams game. How about that Titans game? That was critical. You know, Alec Pierce, multiple times in that game, those deep passes where, you know, he helped the Colts win that game, essentially. Yeah. Um, you know, he had the big touchdown early and then the big catch on overtime to set up the game winner for Michael Pittman. Um, there's multiple times where Alec Pierce has been open. He just hasn't gotten targeted. And so I think you're right with getting Anthony Richardson back you know, getting the vertical offense back to where it needs to be. I think that definitely will serve Alec Pierce well. And will go in his favor, man, for being able to be, you know, uh, more of a explosive guy down the field and getting more looks. And that'll just help this Colts offense in general. And I mean, let's be honest, we know what Alec Pierce is. He's kind of a one trick pony in that way where he is kind of that deep threat. But if you don't have a quarterback that tastes all those risks deep all the time, like, that's just not a great combination. So that's why we felt like if Anthony Richardson was healthy, how much better would Alec Pierce's stats have looked? So really intrigued to see how that moves forward. But I definitely think Alec Pierce deserves the benefit of the doubt a little bit. I think the hate is way too overblown for Alec Pierce. It's like he has a couple drops in the preseason and everybody says he drops everything. And I don't, I don't get that, Derek. I just don't get that narrative from Alec Pierce because I felt like, you know, for the most part, Alec Pierce, every time he was targeted um, and actually legitimately like had, had a throw that was catchable, like he made the catch. Like it's yeah. not like he was dropping all these wide open passes, yeah. you know, and he didn't get thrown the ball a lot compared to a lot of these other receivers. And so yeah. um, I think he has a great chance here near number three with Anthony Richardson, Shane Steichen and company. Man, to really take it to the next level, I really do think, and to kind of unlock a piece of this Colts offense that we weren't able to see with Gardner Minshew. So definitely agree with you there. I'm glad you said it because there's been so much negativity towards Alec Pierce that I'm like, even if the Colts draft another wide receiver, which I think we both think they need to get another guy in there to some capacity, Alec Pierce has still got a role with this team. So oh, yeah. I'm very, very interested to see what his role looks like because – I mean, you can never have enough home run hitters, right? You can never have enough of those guys that can change the game like that. And so Alec Pierce is one of those guys. If you get him the ball, he'll make defenders pay. So, yeah, absolutely love that, Derek. Um, let's move on to another guy here on the offense. And unfortunately, this is a guy, Derek, that we weren't able to see in 2023. A guy that there was a ton of hype coming into his second season. 
And unfortunately, his season, just like a lot of the other players, you know, in 2023, um, you know, his season didn't get started. It ended before it started, essentially. And just a year of frustrations, of setbacks. But this is a guy that if you think he takes this offseason, he gets, you know, fully back to 100%. This is a guy that secretly and, and really kind of sneakily could have a really big role in 2024. Who is that player and why do you have him on this list? Uh, Jelani Woods would be that player. And, you know, that was the thing. We we missed Jelani Woods this last year. Uh, everyone was really missing Jelani Woods because there was so much hype for this guy going back into this year because of, you know, obviously the limited amount of time that he was able to be out on the field in 2022. But it just felt like, Cody, every time he touched the football in 2022, it just felt like good things were going to happen. I mean, it really did. It felt like every time he touched it, there was just, it felt like nothing could go wrong. And there was a lot of times where uh, he was being utilized in the red zone. And that was something that we don't typically have. Um, There um, was definitely a drop issue in 2022 at times for Jelani Woods. And you know, I think a lot of people need to remember that he's still relatively new to the position. It's not like he's been a tight end his entire life. Uh, you got to remember when he started college, he was actually a quarterback. So he's been a tight end for literally less than four years as a uh, as a collegiate athlete and a pro. So, I mean, this is a guy that's still learning a lot of different things about the position and about his body too, Cody. And I think that that's something that um, he had to learn this offseason along with, you know, team doctors and everything else is everyone was like, hey, listen, so obviously, you know, the hamstrings were what they were. Um, but at the end of the day, we got to make sure that we, you know, work this area, which will help you with your hamstrings in the future. Um, um, you know, that's going to be the interesting part of this is, is he going to be that player anymore? Is he going to take the necessary steps to become a healthy athlete who, I mean, remember, he's 6'8", 265 pounds. There's just not a lot of dudes that play this sport that are that size that can run the way that he does. It's just a very unique build. So that's what makes him so dynamic, and we love that about Jelani. Could potentially be his downfall, too, if they're not careful. But back to what we think he can be is if he gets back to being healthy and he retains any of that speed that we've already seen, there's just not a linebacker or safety or corner in this league that can guard a six, seven tight end who has legitimate four, six, four, seven speed and has amazing size. And he's just basically a basketball player inside of a football player's body. I mean, it's just, incredible and that's just another great weapon for anthony richardson especially in the red zone too cody if they can get to the red zone and you got jelani woods as a secret weapon there in that red zone i could only imagine the trick plays that shane steichen's going to be able to pull out with anthony richardson uh, with richardson and jelani woods in that red zone dude that's gonna be fun we're driven by the search for better But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform 
with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, I think we seem to forget how freakish Jelani Woods truly is. You know, like he is such a freak athlete, like 10 out of 10 RAS score. You mentioned six foot seven. And you said like, you know, a basketball player. But like you think of like Mo Ali Cox, but he is he's bigger than Mo. And he's so much more athletic than Mo Ali Cox was. And just the way that he can move, you know, when he's fully healthy, it's it's second to none. So absolutely. Jelani Woods, if he is fully healthy here in 2024, if he gets right in 2024, I think it's definitely going to be a matchup problem that Shane Steichen is going to love, and it's going to be fun to see. It's really going to be fun to see. But again, like Shane said, like Ballard said, he's got to get healthy. And if he can get healthy, I'm excited to see what happens there. Another player here, Derek, the final player from the 2022 draft class that we got to talk about, a player that saw a little bit more action this year as opposed to his first season, of course, that being Nick Cross. Now, Derek, I would say right now, if you're, you know, obviously pre-everything, but if you're putting a depth chart out there, Nick Cross is your starting free safety right now, and he's a guy that played a lot down the stretch. He had some good moments. He had some not great moments. But overall, Derek, compared to the other starter, Rodney Thomas, we already mentioned, Nick Cross definitely has, you know, the most upside and the most potential um, to take that step here in year number three, now potentially carving out a starting role here with the Colts and in kind of, you know, another year in Gus Bradley's system. Talk to me about him and about, you know, what he could do here in year number three. You know, obviously another guy that's extremely athletic, and has a ton that you like from a free safety. Talk to me about him and, and just what you're looking forward to seeing from Nick Cross here and year number three. Yeah, it's definitely going to be an interesting tidbit here on what do we think the uh, Indianapolis Colts can do at that safety position. I think you and I are both team bringing back Blackman. So, of course, when it comes to if you're going to only have Blackman and you obviously don't have a – you don't have a ton of faith in Rodney Thomas right now, which is why, you know, Ronnie Harrison and Nick Cross were in, in the games uh, late in the season, because you were basically saying Rodney Thomas was just depth. And so that was just one of those situations again, where you, you don't have a lot of faith in the situation that you have going forward. And even with Nick Cross, I mean, there's a, there's a great chance for Nick Cross here. Um, if Nick Cross really wants to be the guy going forward, this is the offseason that he must take advantage of doing so. Because, like I said, I think they're, I think the Colts are going to go free safety in this in this free agency. I think they're going to go out and test this free safety market, the safety market in general, because there's there's a lot of really good safeties in 
this uh, free agent market, which I think could be a great incentive for Nick Cross to say, hey, like if I want to have a chance to start with this team moving forward, this might be my opportunity to uh, be able to do that. And like you said, in limited capacities, we have seen Nick Cross do some great things with the Indianapolis Colts. He has, when he's had to come in when Blackman or Rodney Thomas is hurt and then had to play a couple snaps or if they run particular packages and Nick Cross is out there. I mean, he puts that display of speed and everything else on on display, man. He makes some plays every game when we see him in those limited capacities, but it's just a matter of can he do it consistently throughout an entire game and then throughout an entire season? That hasn't quite yet been shown but I will say this, there is the incentive this year that, hey, man, this is the time to do it. If you want to prove to Ballard that, you know, you're here to stay and that you're the real freaking deal and that he wasn't wrong about drafting you two years ago, now's your chance to prove it. Because that spot's open for anyone, and there's a chance right here that you could, uh, you and Blackman could, you know, be that next Antoine Bethea, Bob Sanders type caliber safety group for the Indianapolis Colts that we've been looking for for over a decade now. Yep, we'll see on that. Still a lot to prove for Nick Cross. All right, let's move it over now, Derek, to the 2023 draft. Now, obviously, these guys just finished their rookie season, so you know there's still a lot of question marks for each and every one of these players, no question about it. You know, some guys we saw in more capacity, some guys we saw in less capacity, um, but the three guys we have to go with were the we, we have to go with the top three picks that the Colts had. Anthony Richardson, Juju Brents, and Josh Downs. Uh, but, Derek, let's start with Anthony Richardson here. What's there to say? There's so much to say about Anthony Richardson, the potential he showed as a, as a potential future quarterback for the Colts for the foreseeable future. But, again, Derek, it all comes down to Anthony Richardson staying healthy, right? And if he can stay healthy, if he can protect himself here and near number two, I mean, I, th- I think we saw a lot, Derek, from even, you know, those – whatever it was, 10 quarters or whatever it was for Anthony Richardson, we still saw a ton of potential. I mean, Derek, it's funny because, you know, the Colts put out, like it was like last week, like an Anthony Richardson um, highlight reel from his rookie season. And for only 10 quarters, it was a good nine minutes. And so I'm like, that should show you right there the potential of this guy, that he can make a nine-plus-minute highlight reel and not even, you know, a quarter of the season. That's pretty darn impressive. So. Talk to me about Richardson. Talk to me about what he showed and what he needs to continue to prove here as he looks to break out in year number two. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. The explosive rate of the Indianapolis Colts with Anthony Richardson on the field is there's almost no offense in the NFL that can do it better. I mean, and I I know 
again, Cody, that people in Colts Nation don't want to talk about it or don't want to accept it. And there's every other fan base that doesn't want to hear it either because they're saying, how in the world could you possibly say that a quarterback that was a rookie and had only 10 full quarters of football could possibly sit here and tell me that it could, that Anthony Richardson could be the next Messiah of the NFL. And I will tell you why, because when Anthony Richardson had that 10 quarters of football, in which they were playing, they were one of the top five, most explosive offenses in any stretch throughout the entirety of the season. It didn't matter if it was the first couple weeks. It was the fifth best stretch of explosive rates plays in a season, part in any part of the season all year long. And it just goes to show you Anthony Richardson, when he is on the field, is dynamic. And Zaire Franklin just went on his podcast, him and EJ Speed saying, it's not, it's not going to be Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes here for the next few years. If Anthony Richardson stays healthy, it's going to be Anthony Richardson versus Mahomes. That is the next great rivalry of the AFC South. It's not Josh Allen and Mahomes. It's going to be Richardson and Mahomes. That's what those guys feel. Cody, they watched him play three games of football, and they already believe that Anthony Richardson is the next great quarterback of the NFL. That is how good he was to start in those games. He has a lot still to improve upon. I will easily tell you that. But I have looked at the stats, and I have looked at realistic expectations, Cody, and I can tell you there is no reason that Anthony Richardson cannot have easily over around 5,000 yards potentially of all-purpose yards next season. Throwing for 3,000 yards and running for 1,500 yards is not out of the question when it comes to that. I don't think it's going to quite be 1,500, but you could see 1,000 yards from him with how he runs, and I could easily see over 3,000 passing yards when you look at his ability and the two games that he finished, Cody, was averaging 215 yards per game. And that was just him being a rookie. There is the future is bright for Anthony Richardson. He is so young and so dynamic. This kid is still not done growing as a as a football player up in here. So if he gets to be what we think he can be, I totally agree with Zaire Franklin when he says that. It, Mahomes is going to have a new challenger in the NFL at some point, and it's going to be Richardson. Yep. Again, if he stays healthy, watch out. Uh, very excited for that, no doubt. All right, a uh, couple more guys here we're going to talk about. Juju Brents as well. Derek, I thought he showed a lot of good in his rookie season. Again, the rookie season for him didn't start out the way that I'm sure he wanted it to happen. You know, obviously had the wrist sur surgery that forced him to miss a good chunk of the spring, pretty much all the spring, I believe. And then, you know, he came back and he missed a couple weeks of training camp, but finally came back. And it was kind of behind the eight ball all year long. He had you know that quad injury that took him out for a good chunk of the season. So just a lot of like little injuries and some bigger injuries that kept him out for an extended period of time. But Derek, when he was on the field, he showed flashes. Now you think about that Ravens game where he punches the ball, his first ever start this dude's creating turnovers. You now you think about what he was able to do, even against Devontae Adams, you know, against the Raiders. Um, and one of the best receivers in football, he when he faced up against Adams, he did a great job. 
And so, yes, he definitely had some rookie moments, no question about that. He had his young his struggles, as a lot of young corners do. But, Derek, I think you look at the size, you look at the potential, you look at the flashes, and you look forward to him in you know another year in the system, a full year and a full offseason of being healthy. What could Juju Brents become here in year number two? And I really think there's a lot to like from the rookie um, and, and a lot that he could provide here in year number two, kind of solidifying himself as the bona fide number one outside corner for the Colts. Yeah, that is what the Indianapolis Colts are looking for when it comes to Juju Brents. What is he showing that he could be the future number one corner of this team going forward? And I mean, there was a lot of great, like you said, there was a lot of really good moments for Juju Brents this year when it came to, you know, the first game, as you mentioned, he had the best overall grade of any corner that week when he played, which, and they were playing the Baltimore Ravens mind. I remind you of that. And then of course, when we talk about the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, right? He was going up against Devonte Adams uh, for a good chunk of that game. Yeah, Devontae Adams got his, no question. But, I mean, again, they targeted him 22 times in that game. And, of course, Devontae Adams is going to get his fair share of great things. But when we talk about some of the biggest plays at the end of the game, Juju Brents had him on lock. He was able to make plays happen. It reminded me of Stephon Gilmore from 2022. So there's a lot of great things to like about Juju Brents. As you mentioned, it was it was just another injury-ridden season for him. He didn't get a chance to start the offseason the way he wanted to. Uh, he uh, started out late, and then obviously because he started out late, the Indianapolis Colts uh, said that you know they didn't want to play him right away because they did because they wanted to give a fair opportunity to guys that were actually out there for a whole the whole offseason and were able to you know gather more information and. Then when they realized that Daryl Baker was absolute garbage, they just decided that they were going to, you know, go run with the punches and Juju never turned back and then had that six weeks where he missed with the quad. And then, you know, Indy had difficulties during that time as well. So, I mean, this is definitely a great opportunity for Juju because we already saw he was good. Can he have a whole off season where he doesn't get hurt and then has that full offseason to learn more and then add on to what he already had as a good rookie campaign. Yep. Yep. He showed a lot. And can he stay healthy, too? That's another one. Juju's got to stay healthy. No question. All right. Uh, the last guy we're going to talk about here, Derek, is I think out of all these three rookies, the guy who had the best rookie season, he was the most available. That's Josh Downs. Um, and, and again, Josh Downs started off, especially felt like early in the season, especially with Anthony Richardson and then some with Gardner Minshew earlier in the season, he had some spectacular games. I mean, he was on pace, Derek, at one point to to be number two, I believe, of all time um, in, in Colts rookie history record in terms of receiving yards. Now, again, he ended up in the record books anyways with the most receptions, but Josh Downs, you know, over 700 yards receiving, um, he showed a lot in his rookie season. And it felt like there were times, Derek, especially kind of similar to what we talked about with Alec Pierce, where he just wasn't getting the looks. He wasn't getting the targets that he maybe got earlier on in the season. 
But when he did get it, like we saw in that Houston game, he made players pay. He still proved, even at the end of the season, even though he wasn't getting targeted as much, he still got it. He's still dynamic. He can still you know, be a nightmare matchup for a lot of defenses. So going into year number two, having Anthony Richardson back, you know, another year in the Steichen system, how much do you believe Josh Downs can improve from a really stellar rookie season? Yeah, I mean, the crazy part about it with um, Josh Downs is it, it felt like in some games he was just a ghost. Like they never got him involved in some of those games where, you know, he was really needed. And I would say definitely for, uh, you know, especially at the end when we're talking about the Falcons game and a couple of these other ones where, you know, it just seemed like they forgot that Josh Downs was a legit receiving option and that when he's out there, just nobody can really guard him. Like if you put him one-on-one with anyone, there's just very few corners that can just stay with Josh Downs in the open field one-on-one. He's just such a dynamic route runner. So I I just hope that this next year, it's going to be the same thing when it comes to like Alec Pierce and whatnot. It's just going to be a matter of just go ahead and make sure that you're not forgetting that this guy is on the roster um, from time to time, you know, because he is such a great dynamic player and he showed you he can play inside. He can play outside. He has that ability to make the catches down the field and make the short and under stuff and then transform it into not just a five, six yard gain, but a 10, 15, 20 yard gain. If you just let him have a little space. So Josh Downs again with, uh, without knowing who his true quarterback was going to be and just having that situation, he did a phenomenal job and he uh, will continue to do a phenomenal job. And hopefully we have the situation where he's going to be able to uh, drastically improve from what he was able to do in 2023. Yep. So guys, that'll do it for our look here at some young players, second and third year players, that could potentially break out for the Indianapolis Colts. Again, like we mentioned at the beginning, there's probably some other guys you could throw in here if we really wanted to. You know, another guy we didn't even mention, Derek Jalen Jones, the seventh-round rookie who definitely, like Brents, you know, had some moments where he looked really good, but definitely had some struggles as well. And that's to be expected from a rookie, especially one taken as late as he was. So could he be a guy that could break out in year number two with some more experience and just getting acclimated to that? But it'll be interesting to see kind of some of these guys and who does break out, who doesn't. And then, you know, some of these guys future moving forward with the Colts. But guys, that'll do it for this one. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, guys, go Colts. Some places take you away. Some bring you together. Marathon does both. Marathon is Florida's family key with something for everyone. You'll find museums and wildlife refuges, wide open beaches, miles of warm, clear water, and the historic Seven Mile Bridge. For more about Marathon and the latest safety protocols, visit flakeys.com slash marathon.